The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe for this Thursday, the 19th of January in London. Coming up this hour. A pair of doves. Two Fed voters say they favour downshifting to quarter point rate hikes. Debt sale bonanza. Borrowers sell more than half a trillion dollars of bonds at the start of the year. Tech sector slump. Microsoft and Amazon become the latest big names to announce major layoffs. Starmer heads to Davos, levelling up cash criticism and Dyson on stupid economic policies. Those are the stories we're looking at in today's newspapers and I'm Leanne Gerrans. Plus the compensation crunch, Wall Street giants see costs hitting a record high as pay demand spiral. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe on DAB Digital Radio London, Bloomberg 1130 New York, Bloomberg 991 Washington DC, Bloomberg 1061 Boston, Bloomberg 960 San Francisco, Cirrus XM Channel 119 and around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business App. Good morning, I'm Stephen Carroll. And I'm Caroline Hepke. Here are the stories that we're following today. A pair of Federal Reserve officials who vote on policy this year have backed a downshift in the pace of rate rises. Dallas Fed President Laurie Logan said the US central bank needs to keep hiking rates, but slowly. A slower pace is just a way to ensure we make the best possible decisions. We can, and if necessary, should adjust our overall policy strategy to keep financial conditions restrictive, even as the pace slows. Lori Logan's view is echoed by Philadelphia Fed President Patrick Harker, who says he favours raising rates in quarter-point increments. Their remarks are at odds with comments from FOMC Hawks James Bullard and Loretta Mester, who believe it's too soon for a policy downshift. We'll be getting more on this story in a moment with our Chief Rates Correspondent Garfield Reynolds. Now, bond sales have got off to a record-breaking start this year. Globally, governments and firms have sold debt worth $586 billion so far this January, according to Bloomberg calculations. Bonds around the world have rallied this year after last year's historic rout, which drove yields to their highest level since the financial crisis. Bloomberg Intelligence forecasts that US investment-grade bonds will return 10% this year after their worst performance in half a century in 2022. In top top corporate news, Microsoft and Amazon are cutting a total of 28,000 jobs as growth in the tech sector stalls. Both say painful measures are necessary to offset slowing sales and a possible recession. Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella says the industry needs to adjust. During the pandemic, there was rapid acceleration. I think we are going to go through a phase today where there is going to be some amount of normalization of that demand. Quite frankly, we in the tech industry will also have to get efficient, right? It's not about everyone else doing more with less. We will have to do more with less. So we will have to show our own productivity gains. 
The Microsoft CEO was speaking in Davos as the firm started notifying some 10,000 of its workers that they will lose their jobs. The 18,000 job cuts at Amazon represent about 6% of the online giant's workforce. Now, costs at Wall Street's six biggest banks are expected to hit a record-breaking $320 billion as workers look to secure inflation-beating pay deals. The rise in staffing costs will worry investors who are already concerned about higher credit losses and a drop in deposits. Yesterday, Citigroup announced that it's raising compensation for its junior investment bankers by as much as 15%. Bloomberg's Charlie Pellet says this increase comes during a tough period. It comes as many Wall Street peers are cutting jobs and slashing bonuses after last year's industry-wide deal slump. In a sign of the ongoing struggle for financial firms to retain staff, the New York-based bank is increasing base salaries by an average of 10 to 15 percent for associates and vice presidents. According to sources, the pay bump comes after Citigroup warned investors that inflation would push compensation expenses higher this year. In New York, Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has, says that she is stepping down on a surprise resignation ahead of a general election later this year. After five years in office, Ardern says she no longer has the energy or inspiration to seek a third term. This summer I had hoped to find a way to prepare not just for another year, but another term because that is what this year requires. I have not been able to do that. And so today I'm announcing that I will not be seeking re-election and that my term as Prime Minister will conclude no later than the 7th of February. Her resignation comes as New Zealand's central bank said it believes the country's economy is heading for a recession. Ardern was the world's youngest female leader when she took power in 2017 at the age of 37. And finally, a bit closer to us, the Total Energy's CEO is urging French motorists not to panic buy fuel ahead of strikes over a government plan to overhaul pensions. Diesel and petrol deliveries are set to be paused as part of a 24-hour walkout across France today. The strikes are expected to disrupt everything from energy production to manufacturing as labour unions protest President Macron's plan to increase the retirement age. OK, those are a few of our top stories stories this morning. Well, I mean, speaking of strikes, so now the French are, are victim to more uh, strike action or, you know, protesting for more money. Here in the UK, on the pay review, we've had more announcements and more ballots for strike action in Britain. Uh, the BMA's come out with this interesting report uh, about the government. You know, they've been defending not paying nurses and mm. others more money because of these independent pay review bodies. Well, the British Medical Association sort of come out with a big report saying, look, not independent at all victims of lots of government interference. You know, it's not fair. We need to scrap this idea. Yeah, this is we're looking ahead towards the the National Day of Action from the TUC mm. on the 1st of February. Bloomberg calculations say that almost half a million workers will be ready to strike on that day um, as we've had unions representing civil servants, teachers, university staff and train drivers saying that their workers um, will be ready to go out on strike. So perhaps the, the February 1st date is going to be mirroring what we're seeing in France today. We've got schools closed, transport disrupted, hospitals disrupted. 
disrupted. Few, uh, petrol stations also uh, going to be affected by the strike uh, in France today as well. Yeah, absolutely. That on strike. I also just want to, can I sandwich in this other story that caught my eye? Always. Veteran investor Hel- Helena Morrissey. She's always interesting to watch, one of the most prominent women in the City of London. She's launching this programme to train women to break into the top jobs in money management. And this Pathway programme, apparently it's selected 60 women from a number of different businesses to try to get those top jobs. 90% of them still occupied by men in the UK. Anyway, Helena Morrissey, she's always uh, pretty fascinating. Mm, definitely. OK, well, up next, Keir Starmer heads to Davos. The Red Wall misses out on some levelling up cash. And Dyson says that stupid policies are holding back the British economy. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Paper Review on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The news you need to know from today's papers. Well, joining us now for more on those stories is Bloomberg's Leanne Gerrans. Good morning to you, Leanne. The Financial Times headline, let's start there. Starmer to tell Davos he wants to fix post-Brexit relationship with the EU. Well... Keir Starmer and Rachel Reeves have given this joint interview to the FT, Stephen, and that says they head off to Davos today. Starmer told the paper that the Labour Party would rebuild the UK economy on the rock of fiscal and financial responsibility. This is not the first time we've heard this heard him say this, just to make that clear. Also, that he wants to improve Britain's relations with the EU because the post-Brexit trade deal is damaging the UK economy as every day passes. So a clear criticism of what the Conservatives have eked out. And the two senior Labour politicians both really criticised Rishi Sunak in this article, and that is for missing the World Economic Forum this year. And another thing, Bloomberg will be speaking to Rachel Reeves at 3pm UK time today, so do stay tuned and watch out for this. But once again, this seems to be like Labour's chance to embrace global capitalism a shift in the party, Caroline. Yeah, very interesting. The Times front page, levelling up cash favours the southeast over Red Wall. 
Yes, so the problem of levelling up, Caroline, is back. And this time MPs are accusing the government of really making a mockery of levelling up. That's as the South East will be handed more regeneration money today. And that's more than the North East, Yorkshire and also the West Midlands. So 111 communities across the whole of the country will benefit from the second round of levelling up funding. But 52 Tory constituencies benefit and that's more than twice as many as those represented by Labour MPs and this round has been criticised also by Tory MPs in seats in the North and in the Midlands who missed out and are accusing Sunak of really favouring the South and also just basically touching on the failings of levelling up when it comes to the money and to dividing it correctly across Mm. the different regions Okay, that's in The Times. The Telegraph lead story reads, Dyson, stupid, short-sighted policies holding back the economy. Well, I don't think he held back, did he? I think it was pretty blunt there. Yeah, exactly. So James Dyson, the billionaire entrepreneur, as I said, completely bluntly, wrote exclusively in The Telegraph and says growth has become a dirty word amid tax rises and also red tape. He warns that the short-sighted and stupid economic approach of Rishi Sunak's government is keeping Britain in a state of COVID inertia. So Sir James heavily criticised the burden of regulations and increasing tax on companies Companies, arguing the Tories seem to think um, penalising the private sector is a free win at the ballot box. So the broadside from one of the country's most prominent mm. Brexiteer businessmen comes as the first signs of a battle on tax cuts emerge. And this comes ahead of the budget, which is happening on March the 15th. Yeah. And he also said, I found this quite Interesting. He said that the country's been badly damaged, but the workers have because they're losing their self-belief and work ethic because the government hasn't forced them to go back into the office. That will be very controversial, won't won't it? Um, Yeah, I mean, Dyson is is, um, a controversial business figure. So, yeah, interesting that he didn't mince his words in terms of what he thought of this Tory government. Leanne Gares, thank you so much for that. Look at the newspapers. Now, an important market dynamic seems to have been broken. The idea that poor economic news will spur the Fed to slow rate hikes, fueling riskier assets, including stocks. To delve into this, we've got our chief rates correspondent, Garfield Reynolds, with us. Uh, Garfield, great to have you. Now, you've been warning about this issue for a while, but talk us through what happened with the latest data we got out of the US yesterday. Yeah, well, in the latest data, we had uh, retail sales uh, and industrial production coming in uh, much weaker than, than expected. Uh, and, and on the one hand, this is this is sort of the trend that equities uh, and bonds had both been rallying on because of the perception that uh, the Fed's steepest year of tightening in at least a generation was going to bring the economy to, to a slowdown. And then the Fed would respond by not just halting rate hikes, but eventually turning to rate cuts. The difficulty is that from the stock's point of view, if you took that that uh, perspective, then you were looking past the idea that with the Fed determined to tame inflation, inflation is still high, the only way you're going to get uh, an earlier than expected end to rate hikes and a move towards rate cuts is if you have a very, very severe economic slowdown indeed. And that then becomes very hard to square with a buoyant stock market. Okay. 
How then in that case do you view the hawkish Fed comments um, that we've had out? Well, the hawkish comments, and, and I mean, they are, they are somewhat nuanced. There's a willingness to reduce the pace of hikes to 25 basis points a meeting, but they still want to go on hiking into restrictive territory and then hold that there for a long time. This is the playbook that the Federal Reserve outlined, that they would be willing to risk causing severe economic pain until they were sure that inflation was tamed and that they would learn from the lessons of the 1970s and 1980s when the central bank back then was perceived as having been too willing to stop rate hikes early because of recession fears and ended up creating a longer term, more difficult inflation problem that then required some very, very extreme monetary medicine indeed before it could be brought under control. So that fits with what the Fed has been saying. Yeah. Uh, and perhaps with what up until now the markets had not been listening to them about. So in in that context then, given those lessons that may or may not have been learned, is a soft landing still possible for the US or is it just wishful thinking? No, no, a soft landing is possible, but it's more of a, uh, uh, you know, Probably a less than even chance would be at the you know at a the turbulent landing. Possibly. Yeah, so a turbulent landing is more likely. The Fed themselves have said if they do engineer a soft landing, that will be uh, an extraordinary achievement because they said right at the start they see that as being a very difficult outcome to achieve. Not impossible, but very difficult. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. I'm Caroline Hepke. And I'm Stephen Carroll. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.